Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric, their charitable foundation, Sharing Change, funded by members who round up their electric bills to the nearest dollar each month as a donation and support hundreds of local nonprofits. Find out more at sharingchange.org. Our focus today on Rutherford County Schools and uh, school board member Coy Young is joining us here in studio and uh, one of my favorite people in the world. Coy, how are you? Good morning, Brian. Doing great. How are you? Doing really good. Uh, we were catching up. Family's doing good. Last Cassis is still as beautiful as ever. Still still living in God's country yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just kind of, I guess everybody, if you were from around here, you're talking about the, the growth and and being on the school board, I'm sure that, I mean, it's just a constant. Uh, where are we going to put kids? They keep coming. It is. It's just uh, overwhelming. You think you're making up ground, you're catching up a little bit, and then here you find out there's three or four more subdivisions popping up, and you got to figure out where you're going to educate those kids. So. Yeah. Um, you've been on the school board how long now, Coy? This is my 12th year. 12. Wow. I didn't realize it had been 12. I think we were around 38,000 students when I came on board, and now we're over 50,000. So it's – I just <laughs> never thought we'd see this kind of growth again. And uh, not only that, but just the the buildings that we have, have built, the schools, and got additions going now, and you served uh, as chairman as well. And I'm sure that, that, uh, that has to be a tough spot to be in. Chairman is no easy job, not for Rutherford County Schools. It's it's a lot of moving uh, things out there that you got to keep up with, and uh, it, it really requires a lot of extra time. If you if you're trying to run a small business yourself, or out here working a full time job, and then trying to keep up with what's going on with Rutherford County Schools, it's almost a impossible task. Yeah, I uh, just heard some information on uh, Tennessee Radio Network's newscast about. Um, asking state lawmakers to require substitutes to undergo some training in, in case there's some type of lockdown or something of that nature. And uh, you all took that up last night, I think. We did have some discussion on it last night. And, yeah, we are looking at what we can do to improve safety. Uh, and it's it's sad that we were at that state in our schools. But, uh, you know, after 2000 Columbine, uh, it's, it's just something that keeps – it just doesn't go away, and, and now it's even hitting closer to home with the, the event we had in Nashville mm. at Covenant School. So. And school safety is obviously of of utmost concern, and that's why we're that's part of the reason why we're doing some additions at Oakland and and Riverdale and Smyrna. We can talk about that a little bit, but um, I guess this legislation or this ask of, of lawmakers is just to make sure that substitute teachers know what the process is in case there is uh, a lockdown. Maybe it's even a fire drill. I mean, it could be anything, right? Right. It, it can. And uh, there's just a lot of things that needs to be considered there. Uh, you know, even with SROs on the campus, uh, we had a gentleman speaking to us last night at our board meeting. And, uh, and you know, even with, with the quick response time, two minutes is critical. Uh, we can still lose lives with uh, not responding within two minutes. Uh, so it's it's important that those teachers know what those 
uh, signs are, what those sounds are, if the fire alarm is going off, how to respond appropriately to that fire alarm, because it may not be a fire. It could be an active shooter. So you got to know what to do in those situations. you got to think fast. And uh, by teachers thinking fast, that, that really gives our kids a much more advantage as far as being safe. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously with a school system as large as we are, I mean, there there's not – going to be a school that a day goes by that there's not a sub in the classroom somewhere <laughs> yes uh, unfortunately that, yeah that's true too uh, you know we even have still you know we, we're in much better shape this year than we've ever been uh or have been in a long time as far as uh having all of our jobs filled uh, i think we're down to maybe 30 40 teachers now uh, last year was up over 100 teachers that we just couldn't find teachers for we mm-hmm. had that many spots open so when you have those kind of uh, gaps you got to fill in and a lot of times that those gaps are filled in with substitute teachers and i just when you were talking about substitute teachers and and the struggles that we've gone through with uh, you know having teachers the first thing that ran through my mind was 2020 and 2021 and that had to be just the most challenging time to 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 make decisions that impacted so many people and it didn't matter what you did half the people were going to be upset <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately i remember those times real well because i was chair during that time and uh, it was it was uh, the most difficult thing i've ever dealt with in my life trying to make those kind of decisions how we keep our schools open and that's basically what it came down to we wanted to keep our schools open and do whatever we had to do to do that uh we never wanted to force our parents or kids and into doing anything they didn't want to do and uh you know that mass requirement thing i hope that is gone and we'll never see it again yeah so. uh, it it um it was just really a stressful time and there were there there was really no case study to look at to see how someone else did it and and it was it was just really a, a remarkable time in terms of what everybody had to go through i guess it was it, it was just a hardship on everyone that was involved and uh i hope we've learned a lot from it and like i said i hope we never get in that situation ever again uh, i don't think we will yeah yeah coy young is joining us this morning rutherford county school board member for the last uh 12 years and has been uh chairman of so i guess you're the uh senior member if i'm not wrong right in i am the most of, senior now yeah yeah, yeah. You get Jim Estes out of there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell you, I miss some of those old guys on there. They, yeah, we've had uh, we've been blessed. Uh, the school system has with the leadership. That uh, uh, I was talking to Buddy Jordan the other night, and we was talking about his dad, Mr. Ed. I think he went on school board around seventy two, nineteen seventy two, and you know those those guys really did a good job of building a good infrastructure here for our school systems and. And we try to carry that uh, tradition on today. It's it's just getting to be more and more challenging because the growth keeps coming. So yeah, uh, I see Will on occasion, and uh, when I see him, I, I think of Mr. Ed, and of course they live yeah. just down the street from from where I do, and um, you know it's just a pretty amazing servant, and it it takes those type of people who are willing to give, and and you're obviously one of those as well with your many years here, and you're you're also on some type of um, planning uh, plan rutherford too right yes i've been involved in uh, plan rutherford this year uh that's something they look at every 10 years uh and it's 
it's good that we're doing that because uh, we're trying to project, you know, where we want this county to go in 25, 30 years, you know, uh, taking into consideration the amount of growth that we've got coming in. Um, we were looking at some numbers yesterday, uh, 2020, uh, just out in the county. It's not counting the municipalities. We're at 96,115. 2045, this is the scary part. They're projecting that we will be at 229,342. Wow. It's, the growth just keeps coming, and, and we're just not keeping up. Our, our needs is more than the funding allows, and uh, we have got to really buckle down and try to figure out how we're going to fund this growth. Uh, growth is, is really becoming a, a real concern for us because there is no funding for it. Yeah, and that that is that's the real sticky part because right now it, it's kind of on the backs of, of property taxpayers, and and how much more can we do? Yeah, that's that's the problem, and I understand the property owners. I'm one of them that uh, you know I don't like getting that tax bill at the, you know every year, and uh, it keeps going up, and I don't see that it's going to stop anytime soon. Uh, now we just got you know we had a sixteen I think sixteen percent tax hike this time. Yeah, you know, we're going to see more and more of that kind of tax hikes with the, the amount of growth that we got coming in, unless we figure out some other funding mechanism. And I know we've got county leaders, state leaders that are getting involved and they're trying to come up with some creative ways and thinking outside the box as far as generating uh, more money besides charging it to our property owners. Now, the numbers that you gave, roughly what that's on three to four times the growth in 25 years. And, and you're talking about just the county. That doesn't include Murfreesboro and Smyrna, even Eagleville. I mean, they're exploding out there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is just in the, in the county. So, uh, you know, we're, uh, there was one map, if I can. Well, here's. Just some numbers that uh, we talked about yesterday. Forest and scrubland. Uh, by 2045, we're looking at 35% of that being gone. Uh, ag and grassland, 28% of what we have right now, we'll lose. Uh, all open space, 100,000 acres of land consumed by 2045, just here in Rutherford County. 100,000? 100,000 acres. Wow. So... Uh, those are some scary numbers. I, I never dreamed that we would see our Rutherford County turn into uh, a dense population like it's like it, like we're turning into now. So, well, I guess wherever there's a piece of property, someone's looking to build houses on it. You know, and they keep get, coming up with ways to develop property you never thought would be developed too, uh, and that's that's alarming too. Yeah. So. With that. That obviously adds stress on the school system, Coy, and um, I know that you all are embarking on uh, a pretty aggressive uh, rezoning, and you know, you've done this before, you never make friends <laughs> by doing that, do you? That's the hardest part of the school board job that I didn't know anything about until I actually got on the school board, was how how hard it is to rezone. Uh it, you know, uh, we get it. We we know that people move into communities to have their kids to go to certain schools. And they 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 fit into that community. They fit into that lifestyle, and they want their kids to grow up there. and And they want them to start from kindergarten all the way up through uh, senior in high school. But 
when we get one school that's overpopulated, such as a Stewart's Creek Elementary that we're looking at right now, it becomes unsafe. So we have to look at ways to stop that growth, or not really stop the growth, but stop putting kids in a building that, that can't fit in a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we we're having to look at other schools that do have seats, and we're having to move those. Anybody that moves into that area now will have to start going to uh, Stewartsboro. Uh, Stewartsboro has some open seats, so we're going to have to bus them over there and, and allow them to have a have room to, to be educated in. You know, that that is the thing about rezoning. You do it, and in two years, you may have to do it again. I don't remember the last one, but it seems like we just went through this. Yeah, it seems like it's just coming around more and more often. Uh, I, I'm even concerned with the rezoning we're doing right now. Uh, by the time we put it in play, it may be completely outdated. Uh, that you know, we may need to, have to turn around and rezone again. You know, uh, so this is projected for like 25, right? 25, 26, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, there will be maybe a few little changes for 24, 25, but not nothing drastic. But uh, most of the bulk of this rezoning will happen 25, 26, 26, 27. Yeah. A lot can happen in two years. In this county, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you're really trying to, I guess, read the tea leaves in, in all of that. And, you know, you don't know what construction permits are going to be issued in six months and, and where a new subdivision may be going in that, that really affects the population of a school. Yeah, I think we've got to get uh, creative here and start thinking of ways of once we – approve um, so many homes in a quadrant of this county or wherever we got to look at uh, we've got to designate so much land to schools or we got to start requiring developers to start providing saving some of their land that they're developing for schools Uh, it's harder and harder for us to find land and and really the board school board shouldn't be in the business of buying land and building schools. I mean, we're, we're up there really to be trying to improve our school system, make sure that our, we're supporting our, our schools and uh, keeping them <clears throat> up to date where they need to be as far as learning. Uh, we we spent a bulk of our time out here just trying to find land and, and where we're going to build our next school. And uh, we need to simplify that process and uh, – Let's get back focused on what we're here to do, educate kids. Well, I know you've got um, three pretty good-sized projects going on at Oakland and Riverdale and at uh, Smyrna. I was at Oakland last week uh, to do the football game, and, you know, they've got fences up everywhere and, you know, dirt piles. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of work going on. But it's it's one of those things when you're adding to an existing building and doing what you're doing there to enclose everything it's it's going to be a long process. It's not like building a new school. No, it's 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 more difficult to add on, uh, and I don't know that you know. Other than the infrastructure, I don't know that the cost is that much more efficient either, as far as these additions go. Um, it, it it takes just as long to do it, and uh, the cost is just as just as expensive too. So yeah, I, I mean, I know that. Like at Oakland and Riverdale, there's um, there's going to have to be a, a hallway that goes over a road, and gosh, I can only imagine that that's that's a big expense right there. But that's right. the only way to keep it all enclosed. Right. That, that was our concern with uh, Oakland and Riverdale. They were the only two campuses that did not have an enclosed, uh, you know, that kept the kids in a building at all times. They couldn't change classes from from that annex building over to the main building without being uh, exposed to the weather. 
and they had an open courtyard there. It just really put our kids in a vulnerable situation that we didn't like, and we thought that needed to be addressed. Uh, again, I mean, we're not living back in the 1990s anymore, so it's it's a challenge. And and it's a costly challenge. These additions are going to, what, add um, a capacity of about 500 students, I think? It will get our uh, high schools up to where we can uh, – 2500 yes it'll add about 500 students to our to our older schools and uh and these campuses were, was not designed for 2500 students uh, yeah when i was at oakland in 1983 we might have had 1200 students there so we're more than doubling that that campus now and when you think about that yeah. i mean there's there's not a whole lot of extra land around so i mean where are you going to have parking and all that <laughs> you know yeah it's it's a challenge i know uh John Marshall and I have had some discussions. He he would like to you know improve and enhance his ag program out there. He wants to build a barn. He wants to, you know, do the things that our community is expecting out of him as far as uh, offering programs that our parents and our students would like to see come in. And it's just getting tighter and tighter to find room to do stuff like that. Well, uh, it happens every time. When uh, when you come in, there's there's so much to get to, and I, I wanted to talk about CTE, and uh, we're just running out of time. But I mean that that's that's something that I'm excited to see, and I think a lot of the school board is too. Uh, the growth in those areas. Oh yeah, we that's to me that's the lifesaver of our school system is CTE being able to offer programs to the students and offer so many different options. Uh, that's to me that's where the rubber hits the road. If if we really uh, offer programs that really involves these students. They learn more. They want to stay in school. It, the higher the graduation rates, higher. Uh, it's it's just a good way to uh, to educate our kids. Yeah, find help them find their passion and you know um, something that can follow them and and really great paying jobs coming right out of high school. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can get into these apprenticeship programs, and and uh, these companies, a lot of them are paying for the training, and uh, yeah, they'll put you to work. You're making money while you're being trained on the job. So. Mm -hmm. Well, Coy, it's always good to catch up. I appreciate you coming in. Thanks for your uh, many years of service to Rutherford County Schools and to our community, and uh, come by anytime. I always love catch up. Oh, I think thank you for the invitation, and I appreciate uh, what you guys do here at WGNS for our, our community. That's uh, Coy Young joining us, Rutherford County School Board member, right here on Rutherford Issues. By the way, check the podcast if you want to listen back to our conversation from this morning.